Sup noobs, we are your professional casual gamers, and you're listening to Train Noobs. Welcome to episode number 10 of Train Noobs. Now, as Mike said before, very many podcasts, new podcasts, do not make it past episode 10. This would technically be episode 11 if we're counting episode 0. But, due to some unforeseen circumstances, the person that couldn't be here today was the one that said, normally you podcasters make it past episode 10, is not here today. Because he got called into work. So, instead today, I bring you my special guest, Chris. Say hello. Hi. Oh, what an intro. Let me fan myself a bit. Oh, uh, so, no, so Chris has never been on the podcast before uh, that you're aware of. He actually has been on the podcast before. It's in the unaired episode number nine that we did. Um, and we explained his history and stuff. But since it was unaired, I think we'll actually go into that a little bit here um, today. So... Why don't we start at the beginning? Uh, Chris does not really know Mike very much, uh, but I do know Chris. Um, oh, I met know me. I <laughs> I met Chris. Uh, what did we say it was? How many years ago? Um, like it was nine uh, years. You joined it in two thousand eight, I think. You said right. Is that what it was? You said you lurked for a bit and joined in two thousand eight. So I joined. I joined about six months before Left for Dead released. Okay, so basically, so that's, that's me, yeah. yeah. To summarize, there was a forum. Known as Left for Dead Four One One. That's Left Four, the number four, Dead Four One One dot com. That uh, I had ended up joining, and it was the biggest uh, Left for Dead forum at the time. What are you even making I right now? Four One One, but then ends up just oh, being twenty. But then you realize that this was this was two. Um. Yeah. I, so what Chris was doing was holding up four fingers on one hand and then two fingers on the other <laughs> hand. So that that it would look like. 411, but what he didn't realize is that the two fingers on the one hand are connected, so it looks like he's holding up a two. I know my fingers so it looks are like connected. He's saying, I am a human. It looks like he's saying 42. <laughs> but uh, let's go back a little ways. And when I joined this forum, I didn't know anybody on there. Um, basically, I searched on Google. I just searched for Left for Dead uh, forum because I loved, I loved going on forums during my lunch break at work. And I went on this forum regularly on a regular basis, and I started posting more and more and more. I lurked for a bit, but I started posting more and more. And then uh, I started talking to a couple people, but it was never like, let's add, add each other on Steam, let's play some video games together. It never came down to that. So the one night I was playing Left 4 Dead after it released, again, I still didn't make any friends on Forum 1 because I was a shy little bitch. You don't have any friends anyway. I mean, you still don't. Yeah. You're exactly kidding, right. I'm kidding, baby. You're my friend. No, I'm. You're 100 percent correct. You would be. You're my friend. You're my friend. Right? I don't know how to make friends, though. Is my problem. Oh, gotcha. Now, one of these games that I joined randomly. Uh, the way that Left 4 Dead works is it was a matchmaking system. Basically, you click you wanted to play, it would throw you into a lobby, and you get match made with some other people that were playing. And it wasn't anything like skill based. There was no skill matching based off of it. It was literally random. And the game had just come out, and the chances of, of this happening are, are were really slim. But what ended up happening is I got thrown into a lobby with this guy here, Chris, and uh, another one of our mutual friends, and one other person. And it was only the three of them. 
And since it's a team of four, I said, can I play with you guys? I know you. You guys are familiar. Um, you're on the same form as us, right? as me, right? You're on, you're on, and I said left for dead at four and one. Oh, yeah, we are. Because I did, I really had a, uh, a very, not, I don't, don't want to say unique name because it's far from unique, but the, the way I had it spelled, if you could even call it spelled. He had, he had some character maps in there. <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. It was a different we, time. You know, we all <laughs> made some bad mistakes when we were little. Little, by little, I mean about, what was this? <laughs> Seven years ago, yeah, about uh, yeah, seven years ago, yeah, close, close to uh, close to eight actually. But um, she also the other the mutual friend also had uh, right because she spelled her name with a line and a three, yeah, and that was yeah. So it was it was really unique names, and I recognized you guys. And I think I can't remember what my Steam name was at the time. I don't think I, it, I don't know if I was going by Nerve or not. I, I think you were because that time we recognized you. I think it was either that or it was. Um, I don't. You guys uh, didn't recognize uh, me because what I did was I actually said in chat. I said, "Hey, you guys are from four one one, right?" And you oh, guys shit. were like, okay. "Yeah." And I said, "Oh, hey, it's Nerves or Nerve." Right. I think it was just Nerve with a line, um, capital V, and a line at the end. I think so. It's a long time ago, whatever. Yeah. Um, so you guys look, oh, yeah, sure. Come on over to our team. Play with us. So we pl- I play with you guys. And I specifically remember you guys saying at one point, actually, it was specifically Kat. Kat was the, the other girl that was there. Um, specifically said, wow, you're so much better than a lot of the other people on the forums. I was like, oh, she likes me. <laughs> and I got all I got all happy and stuff. Um, she liked you up I, to the point she permanently banned you from our server. So we got to talk about that a minute. <laughs> what ended okay. up happening was the very first map of Left 4 Dead on No Mercy. You're on top of a building. No, no, it was the finale that she banned you on. Was it the finale? Yeah, because we were... Um, I think this is after we got to know each other for a little yeah, while. Yeah, it though. was. She knew you well by that point. Yeah. Go ahead, um, tell the story. Um, right, sorry, I'll switch your thought for a second. Uh, so, right, so it was uh, the finale of the No Mercy map, which is like the hospital one. If you're familiar with Left 4 Dead, it's the one that takes place on the rooftop. Uh, the helicopter it's, comes in. It's a, there's a, you're on top of a huge skyscraper. Basically, if you walk off the edge of the building, you if you don't do it right, essentially, you're you're dead. Yeah. If you do, if you just kind of like glide off the side of the building, you'll hang on and, and hang there for a little bit. Actually, wait, do you still hang on to the... Um, skyscraper if you all right so when you jump off the building now if you you have to hold down space bar and be facing away from the wall um or else you'll automatically grab on so um it has to be intentional to do it like you can't accidentally kill yourself anymore um you can still get death charged and stuff super easily um but like by your own doing you can't just waltz off the side and die okay thank god well i think what ended up happening was in in the finale we were all on the same team. No, you were on the other team. So, all right, no, I got this. I remember. I remember. Okay, yeah, you go, because I barely remember okay. this. I must have not been paying attention very much. So, the way um, Left 4 Dead versus works is that one team is the survivors. Four people are survivors. Four people are the special infected. Um, and uh, you run through each map twice, and um, you have to try and get to the safe room, right? And so, whoever gets the farthest, you know, gets bonus points and stuff like that. Anyway... You had joined the game. Uh, I don't think you were in it from the start, if I remember correctly. Uh, you had joined about midway through on the other oh, team. Oh, I remember this now. You, you joined midway through on the other team, 
and we were completely destroying them. I mean, they're uh, they were getting wrecked. All right, you guys had a couple thousand. You guys were close to five thousand points or four thousand points. We won every map. Um, all horse yeah. survivors. I mean, we had a perfect score. Um, and then it's. Which and then our team that. had a couple hundred, a couple hundred yeah. points, literally. So I saw the scoreboard. I'm like, yeah. So you guys broke three digits on the finale, right? <laughs> and so the way it works is that whoever wins the previous map, or whoever's winning overall, I'm sorry, whoever's winning overall plays as the survivors first the next mm-hmm. round because there's like a natural disadvantage to being survivors first. You get you have to figure find out where everything is like items and stuff like that instead of already knowing. Um, so. We played Survivors first on the finale, one, um, and then it's impossible for the other team to win at this point because you have to get, you know, five thousand points in a map that only gives you eight hundred. Yeah. And so when that happens, usually the Survivor team just kills themselves because they don't want to play a game they know they can't win. It'll end the game faster. You could begin a new one, basically. Right. But it sucks for the winning team because they want to play as the infected, and now they don't get to. Um, you shouldn't have raped so hard. Well, I'm sorry for being good. Damn. No, it wasn't you that was good. It was because you were on a good team. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, I really want to play Left 4 Dead now, by the way. Anyway, so, yeah, you, you, we had killed everybody on the other team. Uh, you were the only one left alive, and that was very purposeful. We were going to help you. And then you just jumped off the edge and killed yourself, and Kat banned you right there. She was, <laughs> she was having yeah. a rough day. She just straight up banned you. <laughs> Yeah, and we actually, uh, I found this out, we just recently talked to her about it, and Chris brought this up, I honestly, I forgot about this entirely, and Chris brought this up to her while we were playing another game of Left 4 Dead 2, and you were like, hey, remember that one time you banned Nerve because he was being a dick, and he jumped (laughs) off the side of the building and committed suicide, and she's like, no. I'm like, I do, I remember everything. She's like, I banned you for that? I'm like, apparently you did. And she goes... I'm I'm sorry. I didn't know. She had she's a bad like, memory around that time when she she's like you. I, she's like I must have been smoking pot at the time. <laughs> I'm like, That's what I was trying to imply without straight up saying. It's not like I any mean, of these people know her. It's, it's like something about s- statute of limitations or something legal jargon about you had to be there at the time to do it. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> you know what? She could be in a state that allows it now. Yeah, she's not in the same state anymore. Yeah, so. Suck at law enforcement. <laughs> Plus, it's not illegal to have c- consumed it, only to possess it. That's what I'm saying. So, but yeah. Um, plus, plus, it could have also been medicinal too. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I forgot where she used to live, but it could have been. But yeah, um, she said she was she was high at the time and she didn't remember. Uh, so she said that's probably why she did it because she was had a really bad day and was yeah. pissed off at the time. So I thought it was hilarious. I, I still do. I didn't help. I laughed about it for a little while <laughs> until I was like, "Wait, did she permanently ban me?" And I tried getting back in and I couldn't. Yeah, because so. we used to we had a zero tolerance for that, so we would just tempt ban people when they would do it. But she just tried to permanently ban you. I guess. Oh yeah. It. I bet if she didn't know you, she would have tempt banned you. I feel like probably because she knew you. Not saying anything about you. I'm just saying, like, she could get away with it more easily, knowing a person than, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. All right, so, yeah, that pretty much covers um, how Chris and I know each other. Now, we've been gaming together, like I said, for about seven years now, better part of seven years. And I think it was in May of this year, uh, May 1st, the 11th, I think it was, um, me and my wife, Kayla, went down to visit. Wife and I. Me and my wife, Kayla... (laughs) 
Kayla and I went down and, and visited Chris in Florida for a week straight, went to Universal and got raked over the coals as far as that money goes. Uh, pretty yeah, much. It was fun. Uh, subjective. Um, oh, okay. Basically, no, the trip was very fun. We oh, loved it okay. down there. It, Florida was very nice. Uh, it was my first time being down in Florida outside of going down for a field trip in high school for the with the band. Uh, to go to Disney, Disney, whatever Disney, World. Disney World, Disney Land, Land is California. Land sucks. World is better. World also sucks too. Well, um, especially when you go with the band and every single, um, every single. Oh my god! It starts with a C. It's the person that escorts you <laughs> around. Chauffeur. No. <laughs> oh my god! I don't. I can't remember what that word Guide? is. Huh? Guide. No, it starts with a C. Imagineer? I don't know. <laughs> it starts... How does Imagineer start with a C? C-I-M? If I remember it sometime during this podcast, I will... I will Chaperone. T- thank you. Thank you. It'll Chaperone. Take me a second. <laughs> so, okay. So, the moms that were there, or the adults that were there, rather, that were chaperoning us around, uh, basically decided when and where we, we did stuff. So we hit up all the different parks. Uh, we went to the main park for, I think, four hours, five hours. You have a bad habit of keeping that really off do. your ear. I really do. So basically what Chris does is he keeps one headphone, one ear cup off of his head just because he's so used to people talking to him at, well, locally. But anyway, sorry, you didn't have to worry about that now. But anyways, uh, yeah, so we spent four hours, I think, at the main park. And then we went to... Sp- Splash Mountain, is that what it's called? What's um, the water park? At, at Disney? Yeah. Um, the water park uh, is Blizzard Beach, but like the one of the water rides is Splash Mountain, yeah. No, I'm talking about the actual water park with the Lazy River and all that shit. Blizzard Beach, I'm pretty sure. They we, must have changed the names because I don't think that was it. Splash Mountain is the name of a ride there. Okay. Um, but, but that's water related. But. The park that's there, the water park, we went to and we stayed at for, I think it was a limited to like two hours. Which is funny because the kids had the most fun there. Yeah. Now we went. We went from there, and I can't remember if that was our day. Those those two parks were one day, and then the other day we went to Epcot. We stayed at Epcot for fucking eight hours. Epcot's awesome. Okay. Learning shit, motherfucker. Learning you don't is go, fun. You don't go to Disney World to learn. You now, go to have fun. To be fair, the learning you do at Epcot is shitty because it's fake learning and it's boring content. And they suck, and it's all sticky, and it smells, and there's tourists and people with their cameras. <laughs> well, gee, thanks. <laughs> the best part about Epcot was the fact that one of our friends got uh, basically wheelchairs there were free at the time. I don't know if they still are, but so, yeah. you could essentially walk up. Actually, maybe they weren't free. Maybe you had to rent them, and there, that's they, why I anybody could get they, them. There might be day rentals. Another thing um, about it, like ten dollars for the day. Yeah, but what ended up happening was some kids that were in band, obviously nothing wrong with them, got wheelchairs. And they were they were doing wheelies around the whole park, go and then going up to people asking for money because they were disabled. Oh my god! Air quotes. <laughs> so it was it, at the time being a stupid teenager. Yeah. that was hilarious, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I can because see that being fun. To be honest, it was. It, yeah, it was literally the <laughs> only thing. It was literally the only thing that was fun at Epcot. Um, but I do have to admit, as the sun went down, they did fireworks and stuff, which was really cool. Um. Other than that, my mind's kind of hazy because I try not to pay attention to it. But, uh, so anyway, back a little while ago, 
I said I went down and visited you. When we went down and visited you, we had a lot of fun, and we want to come down and do it again. Oh, um, thank you. So, which you already know. I mean, yes. you don't have to fake it for the fucking podcast. I know, but I could still be grateful. Touched. Yes, touched. touched. Thank you. Touch you literally when I get down there. Please don't. <laughs> I will lock all the doors. <laughs> That's a bad touch. <laughs> well... Why don't you uh, Why don't you tell me a bit about your your gaming history and and how um, you you came to enjoy playing the the games we so love today? Sure. Um, so I mean, it's a pretty easy answer. Um, uh, I'm not that old. I'm only 22. I'll be 23 in like a month or two. Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> but my, uh, my my parents Which makes me feel makes me feel really weird being 29. <laughs> and- being good pals with you. Yeah, I mean, but like, and that's also for the reason I'm about to explain, is that um, both of my parents had me, like, well, of, cr- like, of course they had me at the same time. I'm not cre- uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not a test you, baby. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> my parents were both um, a lot older when they had me than is typical for a parent. Um, you know, usually people are having their kids, like, in their, like, middle, like, 20s to 30s. But they had me when they were in their late forties. You know, mm-hmm. my mom just turned sixty, I think, like mm-hmm. three days ago. Um, uh, my dad would be like uh, 52, 53. No, fifty three. Um, so yeah, I mean, they were a lot older. So like when I was growing up, I didn't get the latest like stuff like for games. I like I grew, my first console was like the Atari twenty six hundred, which I still have. Um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, an NES, which I still have, you know, I, I actually own everything. I own so, I, all the older consoles. I have a Sega Saturn, a Sega Genesis. Oh um, shit. Speaking of which, zero tolerance for the Sega Genesis. First, first person shooter I've ever played. So much fun. Actually, never, maybe Doom would I've be. never played it. Um, oh, it's so much fun. It's, uh, basically just a whole bunch of floors, right? And each floor is a maze and in the maze are enemies. And you have two counters. One is your health. One is how many enemies are in the level. You have to kill every enemy in the level before you can take the elevator down to the next floor. And then you get, like, a password and stuff. It's fun. It's simple. It sounds a lot like Doom. Because um, Doom had a similar concept. Well, I guess not, because... Doom had a story. Doom. Yeah, you could speedrun Doom. Which, by the way, just going to say this, put this out there. When the new Doom comes out, I don't care how much it is. I'm throwing money at it. Oh, it absolutely. Awesome. Oh, it really does. But you saying Sega Saturn makes me think about... I One of my favorite games for Sega Saturn was Guardian Heroes. I didn't have that. I had but Virtua have you, Fighter have you, 1 and 2. Have you played it? Um, I don't think so. Because when I played on the Sega Saturn, it was kind of before I started to like rent games and get buy games. It was when I was still like re- really young and learning games still. Yeah, they released it on Xbox Live Arcade as well. Oh man, I thought I, I thought it would came out for PlayStation because I remember, I remember playing a remake of it. But what's, what's it called again? Guardian Heroes. Guardian Heroes. Yeah, no, it's not familiar. Um, but carry on with your with oh yeah. Your so history. like so like Sega Saturn, you know, I had like Virtual Cop, Virtual Fighter. I had like oddly, I, I had a bunch of games that oddly turned into classics, which I don't know. Uh, lucky me. Or maybe I'm a trendsetter, even when I was five. Who knows? I don't know. Like, and, you know, like I played all like the old games. Like, I sort of like when I I was raised kind of through the history of video games. Basically, like they started me off with like the oldest thing, and sure. gradually as I got older, let me play more recent things. So, like, uh, by the time I was old enough to like recognize video games as a thing, I was 
I had the PS1, you know, so I was like seven or something like that, or eight. I don't know when it came out, so I don't, you know, quote me on my age at the time, but, you know, uh, like the PS1 was like my first modern console, and then, like, I got the PS2 the day it came out. Uh, so, like, you know, I basically have, while I haven't been around since video games were a thing, I pretty much have played all of it. Like, you know, like, my first game, one of the first games I ever played was, like, you know, aside from Mario, it was like a um, Metal Gear 1 for the NES. Okay. Like, the top-down barely like readable screen the uh, old 8-bit yeah top-down snake uh, the game where uh if you shot too many bullets with too many enemies on the screen at once your whole system would crash because it runs out of memory to render new objects um you know so yeah i mean i've been playing games like my whole life basically yeah yeah well that's that's really interesting because i didn't know you had a sega saturn mostly yeah and I want to now. I want to. I want to come down and play because I actually really enjoyed Sega Saturn as much of a it's, clusterfuck as I have it was. Like four controllers for it too. Uh, same for the Genesis. Genesis. Did you have the six button controllers for the Genesis or just three? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. Six button controller. I found out uh, really quickly that the six button controller is vastly far superior than the inferior three button controller. Yeah. And it had a uh, turbo mode on it too. Um, yeah. Well, uh, well, the ones I did do, some of them do. Not all of a, them do. Did it have a white button? Yes. In the middle? Yeah. White button in the middle and a blinking red light when turbo mode was engaged. Uh, I'm not sure about the light, but it had a white button for sure. God damn it. Now I have to look that up. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I could grab them real fast. No, that's okay. <laughs> Genesis. I'm just going to search really quickly and if and I can't I, find it. Then. I also had a third party, like, transparent controller thing like you know one of those crappy ones um let's see images hit me up with that image oh yeah okay no it wasn't a white button it was a purple and black have button any purple buttons with a slider in the middle i did have a, i remember There's i remember there being white buttons i think the white button might have been a sega saturn controller maybe but um, yeah the all the all the ones the six six button uh turbo Genesis controllers had a purple and a black button with a with this individual slider in the middle to select normal turbo and slow. Okay. So that's oh god, slow on the. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll stop talking about my history I never, right after this. <laughs> I never fucked with the slow button very much. So Virtual Fighter Two, right? One of the games I played the most when I was a kid. I could never get past stage four, but I found one the day I found it, it was so good. Anyway. When you put on, like, when you turn it to turbo, obviously it made it so if you hold down a button, it was like it was, you were spamming hitting that button, right? Yeah, That's yeah, what turbo yeah. is. Slow is basically slow motion. And when you put it to slow, it spams your start button and just pauses the game constantly. So you're seeing the game one frame at a time, but in between every frame, because it plays at like one frame per second, and the rest of the second, you just see pause, like in big letters across your screen. Just flashing, giving you a seizure the whole time. Um, wow. And that's slow. That's what slow did. At least for that game. Um, it gave me a headache. <laughs> that's that's that. Yeah. Well, I did, I did want to say really quickly, uh, if you're watching the video stream, you'll see that Chris's webcam is lagging a bit. It's his internet Not provider. Still. Nothing really can really do about that. Um, so we, we do apologize if you're watching the video. Uh, but do enjoy the the uh, stop captures that you get from his face when he makes stupid <laughs> faces in the middle of talking. 
Did your mom ever tell you you keep your face like that? It's going to stick that way? Yeah, and it did. <laughs> Look what I got. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we could use that uh, bit. You know, you said that you have a lot of experience with the uh, Metal Gear Sol- uh, Solid Metal Gear yeah. series as a general. I've played every single one except Peace Walker and Acid and Portable so Ops. Paid. So like the PSP games I didn't play, but I've played so every other one. So basically every bad MGS game you didn't play. Yeah. Because <laughs> I tried playing Peace Walker and I got bored with it and I well, put, put it I, down. I didn't play the remakes of 1 and 2. Like when they released them on the Xbox, I didn't play those because like why would I? I think they also released they released a remastered version for the PS3, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I did have that actually. Um didn't uh, it have uh, Metal Gear One and Two on there? Um, that, I think that was the the they they released two of them. They released the HD collection, which was uh, Metal Gear Solid One, Two, and Three, um, and Peace Walker, I think. And then they released like the Metal Gear, like the whole every game collection that had yeah. Metal Gear One, Metal Gear Two, and then Metal Gear Solid games all the way up till four, I think. Um. Okay. And I, I have the HD collection, which is just 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I've been playing that game since I was, like, 5. Up till now, with Metal Gear Solid 5 having just been released. Um, so, I guess uh, we could talk a little bit about that. Because I know that's pretty much what you've been doing all week, all week <laughs> since it released. Uh, yeah, so it's... Alright, so we're recording this on the 4th, right? The game came out on the 1st of September. Um... Steam says I've played for 15 hours, one, one five. Um, now, to be fair, I accidentally left the game open for, like, two of those hours, so I've only played for about 13 hours in the last three days, which seems like a lot, but that game is so fucking huge. You're probably about 5% of the way in, if that... Um, actually, my overall completion is 5%, exactly, <laughs> after 13 hours. I, I, I swear I didn't know this. I didn't talk to him about it before, either. <laughs> I just It was a, just a blatant That's guess. A good guess. A fucking good guess, yeah. I mean, like, I'm but, on mission, story mission seven, and there's at least forty. I know that. Yeah, and I, all I do, all I've been doing is I actually stole your family share to play Metal Gear Solid on my PC here, and I think I've only put a couple hours into it, maybe two hours. But basically, I put enough time into it to get through the first intro mission, and then I realized it was kind of late and it was past my bedtime. It's like it's too and, late for Metal Gear after the whale comes out the ground. <laughs> like, not too late. For this. And I had <laughs> I had to be an adult and go to bed. So I, I stopped playing there, um, and then the following day I picked up Mad Max, which I could I might be able to mention or talk about. Actually, I'll just edit my notes. And uh, oh, speaking of which, we're actually doing this episode without any notes whatsoever. So this is an experiment to see it's, if we actually do yeah, need show notes. A free flowing format because alliteration is fun, and you should tell your family. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just I'll write Mad Mad Max on my notes, and uh, if we have time to talk about it, I'll talk about it a little bit. I've only put about. Maybe two hours into the game so far, just because it's been kind of busy. Uh, and I only just got it yesterday. So, um, speaking uh, of which, if you're listening to this right away, I don't know if the deal's still going on, but if you go to Green Man Gaming's website, I got 40% off with a code that was right on their front page. And I believe the code is just madmax save 40 madmax I think is what the code is. And you put that in at checkout and you get 40% off. So basically, I got Metal Gear, or I got uh, Mad Max for 36 bucks. Wow, Which that's actually is, not a bad deal. It's not a bad price at all. And you've played the game a little bit on my family share. Yeah, I have played about an hour of it. I only did the first mission, I think, yeah. the, when you get your car. Yeah, so that's almost as far as I got into. I got to the mission right after that. But uh, I went because I went to go play it again today as I was waiting for 
my my Chinese food to get here, and then of course, right when I get into the new mission, my Chinese food gets here. So <laughs> I had to stop playing. But I mean, it's Chinese food bit. though. So oh yeah, we could talk a little bit about uh, Metal Gear Solid, the Metal Gear Metal, 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 <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five. We could talk a little bit about um, the the all the bullshit and drama that that happened. So. Essentially, if you're not familiar with it, you've been living under a rock or you just don't pay attention to this gaming news. Way uh, to alienate your audience there. <laughs> if, you don't, the, if you don't know this game, you suck. No, what I was going to say... You're I, a I wasn't dick just, if you don't know this game. I wasn't just going based off of this game. I'm saying in general, no, I'm just if, you, if you don't know the news, the publisher behind Metal Gear Solid Five is Konami. The guy that was behind making Metal Gear Solid Five goes by the name of Hideo Kojima. Uh, Kojima actually got let go from Konami, and last I checked, he, there wasn't a reason, I think. Um, okay, so they never officially stated the exact reason for Kojima getting, you know, basically, like, fucking, like, backhanded by Konami, like, like right across the face. I mean, like, if you looked at Hideo's face right now, you'd see, like, a paw print. Um, palm print. Oh my god, a paw print. A paw print. Konami's a dog. This just in. Konami. <laughs> Konami's a canine. He does, you know, he does own a, the Foxhound Studios or whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, so... Speaking of which, I just want to really mention uh, quickly, the engine that they used for Metal Gear Solid Five, the Fox engine, yeah. looks fucking oh, so amazing. Good. It's so good. It's the same... And it's, uh, it's so optimized, too. It's, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Even though it's locked at 60 FPS, unfortunately... That it stays at 60 yeah. FPS. Even I, on like mid range PCs, it stays 60 FPS. I'm downscaling right now. So I'm, I have a 1080p monitor, but mm-hmm. I'm playing it at 1440p, which is like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what K. It's a whole, it's a whole, f- it's a whole K higher. It's a whole 380 <laughs> higher than, yeah. 380p higher than it would normally be. 380 or 360? 380 well, it's not, well, it's like an exponential increase because it's, of uh, whatever i'm not very good at math but um cause it's 2160 by 1440 so it's uh like a thousand or something more pixels anyway yeah. so I'm, I'm playing it at a high resolution and downscaling it because i i was getting a lot of like jagged edges and stuff and mm-hmm. you know that's what anti-aliasing is is just downscaling basically and so i did that and i was expecting to get like a huge fps hit and um i'm still holding a solid 60 even in like the craziest of like shit's going on i'm holding a solid 60 the only time yeah. i ever dropped below it was when i took a sniper no i'm sorry i took a machine gun with the scope and i looked spoilers there's guns in metal gear solid <laughs> um i had a gun with the scope a fully automatic gun with the scope and i was just was looking at a like a, a rope and i was like i wonder if i could shoot this thing you know and have the thing get detached because you know metal gear does a whole bunch of stuff like that they have a little bunch of couple Easter eggs like that. A bunch of couple Easter eggs. A bunch of couple. Um, yeah, so I was like, I'm going to try shooting this thing to see if it breaks. And I zoomed in on it, and I shot it, and, you know, it makes dust and smoke pop up. And that destroyed my computer because my whole monitor is rendering, like, <laughs> you know, eight, you know, like uh, 4,000 pixels of volumetric smoke, you know, dynamic smoke. So my GPU is like, I'm going to die. Um, that was the so only I time I... So literally started seeing smoke. <laughs> That was the only time I ever went below 60, was when... I did mean, like, just, and that's not the game's it, fault. That's me being did retarded. Did it dip, or did it plummet? It went from 60 to, like, 28, until the smoke went away. No. Oh. Do you but have I mean, volumetric smoke on? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, like, when I wasn't looking at it and it wasn't drawn, it, I had 60. But, like, if I went back and every time I would shoot, whenever the dust would pop up, it, my FPS would drop. But, I'm, again, that was when I was scoped in on it. Other, I mean, like, regular firefights, it's only, like, a little smidge that you've seen this stuff for. Yeah. Um, I was holding down left-click, zoomed in all the way. Um, uh, and that's the only time. It's, it's really well optimized, is my point. It runs really let's, well. Yeah, let's just mention really quickly that this is essentially a PC port. Yeah. Well, a console port to PC. Yeah, pretty it much. Was, it was made for consoles, and it works great as a port. Now, the only couple qualms that I saw was the menu interaction. You can't really use your mouse at all. At, yeah. Yeah. Kind of sucks. And you get the loading circle the whole time you do. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a little unfortunate, but, I mean, the uh, the little nitpicks on what is essentially a good game. And it, like I said, it's just so well optimized. Um, and from what I hear, the story is is great. Like, it's any any Kojima game. Yeah. Now, back to that whole uh, whole discussion. So, well, yeah, essentially, essentially, Kojima was let go um, for... What I've heard last is no reason, unless you've heard something differently. Um, they've never stated a reason, but uh, people keep leaking, uh, like from inside Konami, basically saying how they run their company, and it's basically slavery. I mean, these people are getting shit wages when people speak up or are unhappy or are performing. They let them go. Uh, no, no, they don't. They kill them. They, they might as well. They put them in like the worst positions possible. So all of a sudden, oh. you have like a lead game director. Yes, Who's Japanese. Like, yeah, Japanese companies are really a lot like this. If yeah. it's to avoid them filing for unemployment because of the, the let go, and that's why them actually firing Kojima was so huge because it's a Japanese yeah. company. They don't do that unless you're dead. You know? Yeah, because essentially what they do is they put you in a job and they basically say, "Okay, we're gonna either strip you from your old title and throw you into a place into an old job." Or move you to like a janitor or something position to the point where it just makes you want to quit. Exactly, and they're they're able to do that. It's not illegal, so that's their way of get, getting you out without having to pay unemployment. It's a really scumbag thing to do. Yeah, no, it's fucked but up. It's a lot. A lot of Japanese companies do this. Yeah. So um, it's like a. I guess it's like an. I, I, I don't. Know, I don't want to say what it could be because I'm not part of that culture, so I would be guessing. Um, yeah. But I mean, I could see them not wanting to like lose like a um what's a reputation or like like face the face value of their company you know like they don't want to seem they've already done that oh i mean they have now because this whole thing's been out in the open and stuff but if they if they had just silently moved kojima to like a janitorial position Mm -hmm. um and still had him on the payroll and kojima still technically worked at konami no one would be any the wiser um but no, actually, but I'm sure there's some some word would have gotten out that basically said the head uh, I mean, guy I'm behind sure. Metal Gear Solid got just put on a janitor's position. So. Yeah, I mean, and that whole thing happened. It spiraled out of control, and like a whole bunch of like insiders are like releasing stuff about Konami basically being like a fucking terrible company to work for. Like, no money, terrible hours. Can safely say that after this release. They're not going to make very much money off of anything. Um, well, they are, and here's why. It's because they're leaving the game development, video game development uh, um, frontier, basically, and they're moving into mobile platforms and like uh, pachinko machines, basically. That's yeah. what they've been for a while now. I mean, they have Silent Hill slot machines. Like, yeah. Um, 
Well, I mean, Capcom also has slot machines too. When I was in, uh, yeah, but actually, I mean, like, it's like Konami's main business now is like casino stuff. Yeah, I was playing Resident Evil slot machine from from really? Capcom. Yeah. Oh, cool. I kind of want to do that. <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. Just want to yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I kind of want to play the Silent Hill slot machine game. Like, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I do too. No, I do too. It actually, it 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 seems interesting. I at least want to try it. But they released a trailer for it and everything, and it just looks terrible. And at the end, all you guys, all you hear is a guy go, "Hit the lever," and that's that's all you hear. And it's it's actually shows Pyramid Head like coming up like this and then slamming down as it says "Hit the lever." So that's kind of funny, but. Uh, Really quickly, let's go back to Metal Gear Solid. So that's that's the whole background behind Konami and the whole drama that happened. Um, also, they pulled, they ended up pulling off uh, Hideo Kojima game oh, on yeah. the cover of they Metal Gear his Solid name off Five. Of everything. Yeah, and they pulled his name off. They scrubbed his name off of the covers, off of the posters, off of everything to basically make it look like he never worked there. But what's even funnier <laughs> is when you boot the game up and you start it, it says right at the beginning, a Hideo Kojima game. It doesn't just say it right at the beginning, actually. Um, it says it after every single mission. <laughs> every single mission, it rolls the credits, with starting with a Hideo Kojima game. Written is it really? Yeah, every single mission, it starts with, like, starring in this mission, um, Big Boss, as Big Boss, uh, um, uh, Revolver Shalashaska Ocelot. Uh, starring, you know, like, and you use like, their character names as if as it's much like, as you <laughs> as much as you have to laugh at that. That is like his nickname or whatever it is, which yeah. is actually really funny. But um, every so like every character in the game is like if you pretend that's their real name and you're watching a movie or like and they were the actors, it's basically like that. So like Big Boss has himself, uh, Revolver has himself. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's funny. No, it is. It is actually quite funny. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Ground Zeroes even has a side op um, that's literally called uh, Save Kojima. <laughs> and you have to go through the base and find... Don't you have to, like, at the end of the game, you find Kojima and he says, thank you for helping me or something, and he's got his signature Kojima glasses on? Uh, he, he's got his whole... Fa- like, they modeled him completely in the game. Yeah. Uh, and you have to basically break into this, like, military base and break him out of there. Yeah. And, he, and I, saw, I saw YouTube footage of it. That's why I knew that. Yeah, I, I guess not enough people saved him. <laughs> Maybe they were using that as like if like you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't using it like the Facebook. If this gets a hundred thousand likes, we get to save Kojima. <laughs> I hope that's not it because if I if it oh, is, no, it's not it. I'm I mean... gonna feel guilty for not buying Ground Zeroes. <laughs> ah, you got but family share. It's close enough. Now, did you you bought the digital version? As many people do, because they're socially awkward and don't want to go out into public. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this this applies if you go out and get this get the actual game, the disc of Metal Gear Solid uh, Five: The Phantom Pain. Now, the reason, if you're like, why would you go out and get a di- uh, uh, an analog copy to something that's digital? Well, you could just download it. Why? Well, you got people that have slow internet. You have people that don't have internet at all, or you have people that have a data cap on their internet. Yeah, like all of Australia, for example. Yeah. So basically, if you are unable to download it and normally you'd be able to go out and buy a disc and throw the disc in your computer and install it, if you went out and bought Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, threw the disc in your computer and went to install it, the only thing that's on that disc, on the whole DVD draw, uh, disc, which is like four gigabytes worth of data normally, yeah, 
It holds four gigs of data. All that was on there was the Steam installer. It's eight megabytes of data, basically saying, install this and then download our game. A, a 20 megabyte or gigabyte game, mind you. Yeah, uh, which it's is not small. Yeah. And like for comparison's sake, uh, Grand Theft Auto V just came out on the PC uh, this year. And um, the retail version of that was like, I want to say like eight or so DVDs. Like it might have broken the double digits even. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. It's a, a lot of discs. So people are getting, you know, they, they, they buy Metal Gear Solid 5 and they go, you know, they hear one disc inside the open notebook. Huh. They put it in and it's like, it's Steam.exe. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand. Obviously, they're trying to save money by doing this, but they're also being complete dicks for doing it this way, uh, which is really dumb. Now, the other thing that is behind, the other drama that's behind Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, now, all right. I do want to preface this by saying, yes, we've been talking about Metal Gear Solid Five a lot. And if Mike was here, this wouldn't work. This wouldn't happen because I told him we were going to talk about Metal Gear Solid Five. He's like, but I'm not interested in Metal Gear Solid Five. It's boring. It's single player only. And blah, blah. It's not, I'm like, though. It's I'm not. Like, it goes to show you how much you actually researched this fucking game. It's going to have multiplayer. So he's it actually... Does. He's actually interested in that. Now, okay, multiplayer now well, is just invasion does. mode. Yeah. It's 1v1. Your friend can come help you if yeah. you get invaded. That's it. But what they're planning on doing is they're planning on releasing MGS Online. Or is it just MG MGO Online? MGO. Okay. Yeah, Metal Gear Online is all it's going to be. Um, I guess apparently they're removing Solid from it because Solid Snake's name isn't good enough. But it's going to actually be a full-blown... Uh, do, you, do we know if it's going to be like eight players or ten um, players? We, we do. I just, off the top of my head, I'm not entirely sure what it'll be. I watched the trailer like two nights ago. It looked, if I'm remembering right, it looked like there were eight people. But I don't know if uh, th- that's like the cap or um, that was what they were just play testing. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 and Peace Walker both had an online component to them. They both had Metal Gear Online as well. So mm-hmm. if, if, if you're familiar with those or you played those, I, I'd say you probably expect similar, very similar things. Um, if if you have no idea and this is your first Metal Gear Solid game, first of all, um, shame on you. And second of all, um, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I'd compare it to like Rainbow Six Siege, maybe perhaps. Uh, it's it okay. or it's a tactical, you know, you know, tactical action espionage espionage game. game. <laughs> is that that's the title? That's is the it the title of every <laughs> single one? Um, yeah, I mean, tactical, so it's like tactical espionage operations. You know, so it's like it's a smaller smaller games so you know not like 64 player servers but smaller teams um slower pace and teamwork oriented and stuff like that yeah (laughs) i'm gonna shut up now (laughs) (laughs) so but the other drama behind this whole thing uh the other co-drama behind this whole thing was the fact that when they had reviewers actually review their game they didn't send out review copies they essentially said we're going to invite all these people to come out to this conference thing. Uh, we'll fly you all out here. We'll pay for all that stuff. Just basically get out here, play our shit. You're going to get 40 hours of playtime over the course of three days. Total of 40 hours playtime. Now, you're how many hours in? 13 hours uh, in? 13, yeah. And you're only 5% of the way. Yeah, so it's huge. So essentially, if these people played for 40 hours, they're probably 
and you're not even doing all the side missions, right? I mean, uh, I actually I've done a lot of side ops actually. Um, but yeah, essentially they're probably no more than twenty five percent of the way through this game at this point. If this is forty hours of playtime, I mean, over unless the they days, rushed to do every single story mission in a row as fast as they could, which isn't the proper experience of the game anyway, because it's free roam. Uh, first of all, um, there's loads of content. You know, there's a whole bunch of like sub games in this overall game. Uh, 40 hours is not enough to experience the game the way they want you to. Now, this is 40 hours over the course of three days, and this is all supervised. So they had people watching them the whole time. They were playing on PS4s, and it's only 40 hours over the course of three days if they didn't eat, they didn't sleep, they didn't didn't do anything, like any normal human activity. So that's the only way they would get 40 hours out of it. Now, on top of all that, they had all this merch and shit there, the swag that you can get, um, and and you can be biased by, essentially. So you could get a reviewer to come in and have somebody present you this stuff and say, man, here, thanks for showing up, handshake, here's a flight, here's all this other bullshit that we gave you, please rate our game good. You know, so then at, that presents so much review bias behind it that people can take that and then rate it judged based off of, well, they kind of gave me some free shit, so I don't know if I really feel comfortable rating this game badly. Yeah, and plus you can't, I mean, you restrict who gets to review your game that way, which could have been what they wanted to do. It could have been um, not foreseen, but I mean, when you do an invite-only event like that, what they did, you don't have let's plays you don't have um you're not you're not reaching the audience that they, most people are watching reviews from now like yeah, through youtube and stuff they did not allow any kind of capture whatsoever which didn't stop leaks but you know yeah there but, people but, people leaked pictures and stuff but that was it you weren't allowed to vi- like actually yeah. record what was on the screen and i understand them wanting to prevent that but i think they went about it the completely wrong way now this is from one of the um, one of the actual reviewers that went. This is the exact quote that he wrote based in this article. He says, "For fear of spoilers, Konami invited journalists to review the game at a five day boot camp tied to strict NDAs. And if you don't know what that is, it's a non disclosure agreement. Uh, we played between nine a.m. to five p.m. with no unsupervised play outside these hours. That's a maximum play time of forty hours, assuming nobody stop, no stoppages for eating, drinking, stretches, or any reality. So you're trying to complete a thirty-five to fifty-hour game or longer, depending on your play style and the nature of your completion. I can't say more. Uh, he puts in parentheses uh, that you've been anticipating for five years. Uh, in a realistic window of 30 to 35 hours. On one hand, you're finally immersed in one of the deepest, most experimental open worlds in history, overwhelmed by side missions, upgrades, and secrets, and on the other, haunted by a TikTok race to reach the end without knowing when that is. That sounds so stressful. Like, I'm stressed just hearing about it. Exactly. So, just knowing that, and knowing that that's what some of these people went through, it just, it's... That's not cool. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially, that's not something you should be doing just another another fucking person. I mean, you know? again, like I get their thinking behind it, but I feel like this is something someone thought of at like the last second. They're like, "Oh, we have to get people to review our game. How do we avoid spoilers?" Yeah, and then some some like you know like uh, intern in the back raising, "Let's invite him to an event. We'll call him boot camp." Um, 
I, I feel like that's how that went down. Like it was just no, no foresight, no nothing. They just threw people in a room and said, play the game. Like, I feel like it was a super rushed thing they did. Now, grant, granted, though, if you were given the option, now this is this brings up a morality question. If you were reviewing the game, <clears throat> and now I, I do want to preface this by saying that both uh, two YouTube guys that I watch all the time, uh, especially when I'm at work at lunch, uh, I watch Total Biscuits videos all the time. Almost every single one of his videos I watch or at least listen to in the background while I'm doing work. Um, or uh, Jim Sterling is another one that I, I watch a lot of his stuff. Um, they both have very critical commentary on both of these things. And the subject matter that they cover in how press and bias can be involved in things is really eye-opening. And it's really really worth a listen if you have the extra time um, to go check those videos out. I think they're close to uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes a piece. Um, so it's not, it's not like it's really long videos, but they are, they are very eye-opening. Yeah, the, uh, names of one of them, like Total Biscuits video about it. Like, do you know the name off the top of your hand? A name of the video? Yeah, so like listeners can find it easily. Uh, I can link it in the show notes, oh, okay. whatever I provided the show notes. Cause I will, I will actually type up a little bit of what we talk about, link some articles and stuff in, uh, show notes that I have, but. I'm not going to go into detail with explaining this stuff because, like I said, we're going to try a new experiment. We're doing this without show notes. Yay! Fun, fun. So, um, that's that's essentially it. If you have time, go listen to those. If you want more details, they go into a lot of detail and a lot of depth, and they they uh, elaborate, enunciate a lot better than I ever will be able to. Um, the quick so that pretty much fox jumped over the lazy dog. Oh, and and they both have uh, British accents, so 100 percent better than mine. Oh, right. I should have done that instead. Yeah. But uh, let's move on from Metal Gear Solid talk. Yeah. We've been covering that for about 25 minutes now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I like Metal Gear. <laughs> but if you can't get it, get the, the, the fact that Metal Gear is a good game or the new Metal Gear is a good game, you have to at least go out and try it. Go out to GameStop or go out to wherever you can go to try it. If you're on PC, find a friend that has it. Get some family share going on. And If you're on PC... And you want a taste of Metal Gear Solid Five, but you're iffy on it. Remember, Steam refunds are not a thing. As long as you yeah. don't go for two hours or fourteen days, yeah, you can granted, literally granted, play through. Two hours is nothing for this game. You'll Basically, do that in the intro. Yeah, the intro will get you your two hours, but you should know by the time that you finish the intro if you like it or not. I'd say so because they give you enough of a dose in that span of a tutorial and all that shit that it kind of tells you if you want to play. It's also a good teaser to get into the story a little bit. Um, to see if you want to stay invested in that. And right now, I kind of do. I kind of want to go out and buy it. But being that I just bought Mad Max, I'm just going to steal your family share for a while. I'll steal yours for Mad Max. It works out. Yeah, exactly. So well, it's not stealing at that point. It's pretty much literally borrowing. <laughs> well, hey, let's. Why don't we just talk about Mad Max a little bit? Mad okay. Max also uh, a really good fucking port. I, I mean, I only want to briefly go over this because we're at 50 minutes now. But yeah, pretty much Mad Max is a great port as it is. I set everything up to high. I turned off motion blur. I turned off um, uh, bloom, uh, bloom, bloom depth of bloom depth of the depth of field. I tried turning off as much as possible. Yeah, it's normal. Uh, I think it's like the lowest or down. Yeah, um, I did all that stuff after those tweaks, and then everything else cranked as high as it goes. Uh, 1080p. I'm getting about 150 frames. Yeah, uh, 
I maxed out everything except and I'm, off motion blur at 173 for me. Yeah, I'm on a 970 GTX 970. Yeah, and, I, and, I have and you're on a you're on a 980. So it's a really really well optimized game. Now I don't I don't know if obviously it's open world texture qualities, eh at times. I thought it was uh, the lighting is really good in my opinion. Yeah, um, it is. The sound design too is also really good. I liked a lot of the sound. Uh, also, if you're sending me messages on Skype, I can't actually open them because it makes your oh um, uh, makes your webcam shrink. Send them to me on Steam. Um, yeah, it was just a note. Sorry. But from what I've played so far, I'm really enjoying the game. I actually want to go back and play it some more. But Mad Max also came out exact same time that Metal Gear Solid Five came out, so it's kind of like a throw toss in the air. I have to decide on which one I want to play first. Kind of on what kind of mood am I playing? Do I want to be super sneaky or do I want to be uh, shooting guys out of cars, but wait, there's a stealth cl- option for Mad Max. What am I? What am I clicking on? What is this? Oh, that was a the screenshot of oh, good that's lighting. Just, okay, yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah, um, it is. It does have really good lighting. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, a lot of the god rays and stuff look really good. Yeah, but um, I just want to say, if you have if you have interest in getting it on PC, you're you're kind of on the fence about it. Like Chris said, Steam refunds are a thing too. Every t- every game we mention on PC, if you buy it on PC, you could always refund it if you don't like it in t- within two hours and fourteen days. So definitely, I, I Mad Max is a lot more open world of a game. Um, exactly what you think it is. Exactly what you think Mad Max is. You drive around a car in the desert and you're going around gathering things. You're trying to build your your car back up at the very beginning. And there's a whole story element and stuff. So it's really interesting, and uh, I'm actually I really really do enjoy playing it. Um, now you've only great. yeah you've only played for about an hour or so. Yeah, pretty much an hour, yeah. Um, I did like one or two missions, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I like I said, I just briefly wanted to touch on it. Unless you have anything else to add, I mean, we didn't have too much time to play. I definitely will play more by next week. Um, it's so I'll have more yeah. to say. Me- melee, like the melee combat is. Batman controls like it's Batman combat. Oh yeah, uh, the car combat is phenomenal in my opinion. It's so much fun and it's so satisfying when you get a kill. Like mm-hmm. again, I barely played this game, but I can tell already that I'm still going to enjoy destroying other vehicles like 30 hours into this game. Yeah. Now the one thing I do, I hope comes with DLC down the line or something. I really, really would like to see some sort of multiplayer. It'd be so yeah. much fun to drive around with a friend. Absolutely. Now, their whole purpose behind doing just just the way they did, making it just single player, is because Mad Max is a loner and and it's always been his thing, and they want to make sure that you're fully immersed in the blah blah blah. Basically, we're too lazy to add multiplayer mode. Here's the thing: like, he's a loner, but he has a companion the entire game. Yeah, he has a dude <laughs> in the back fixing I, shit for him. Come on. <laughs> not to mention the dog he finds oh yeah right i forgot about that not i mean i these really aren't spoilers you find the dog within the first five minutes of the game hell on start and the guy and the guy yeah but that's pretty much all i wanted to cover for mad max if you're if you're on the fence about it if you're into open world games you're into driving melee combat and blowing up other cars i highly recommend picking it up like i said if you go on a green man game and you can pick it up uh 40 off uh, by the way, the show's not sponsored by Green Man Gaming, but if you want to sponsor us, please contact us at, at, please contact us at trainnoobs at gmail.com. 
I kind of fucked that up, didn't I? Um, uh, a, a little bit. All right. I, I stumbled. <clears throat> up. Yeah, please do your deep voice. <clears throat> Hey everybody, uh, Chris here from a Trained Noobs podcast. Uh, uh, we're not sponsored by Green Man Gaming, um, but that said, Green Man Gaming, if you're listening and you want to give us money, uh, you can contact us at uh, uh, trainnoobs at gmail.com. Trainnoobs at gmail.com. Uh, um, sans shit. Uh, the, the word shit is not part can, of the email you, address. You stop right now. It's not working. Uh, Green Man Gaming. With, besides, uh, what, what, <laughs> besides your voice, that's not working. Uh, please. Uh, manners. Always important. Always want to remember your manners. I mean, come so, on. Gotta be nice. So, yeah, that uh, Mad Max is a game. I highly suggest checking it out. At least if you are interested in the consoles, go out and rent it for a little bit. If anybody still does that, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting game. Definitely, definitely worth picking. Okay. I'm just going on now. I'm just fucking, fucking kill me. That's a long day at work. I'll be out here. Um, one thing I really wanted to talk about, which you you had it, you told me to like familiarize myself with this and I did. And now I I find this really fascinating. Um, and that is, um, the, the game, uh, itself is called a kindred spirits on the roof. Um, but, uh, in, general um uh steam all right let me let me back up a bit. try over let try, me let me back again. up a just, second we'll go go without the uhs steam is is um owned by valve mm-hmm. yeah, that's one uh we're not gonna count that i'm counting right now all right we're at one mm-hmm. steam's owned by valve valve is a private company yes steam itself regardless of what your opinions are on anything is objectively the leading distributor for pc games um, with, no, it, it is. It's, without it's a not... shadow of a doubt. Uh, yeah, I said that. Did I say that right? No, beyond a shadow of a doubt. There we go. Anyway, <laughs> Steam, huge, huge distributor for games. Um, to the fuck. <laughs> See, that's that's the thing. Now, if anybody's if anybody is not familiar with public speaking, I actually took some classes on it. The best way to get out of your habit of all your your gap closers and your fillers and stuff, your ums, your us, your your butts, your uh, However, uh, you, you know, you knows far. is another big one that a lot of girls like. use in that class. Uh, like is another one. Yeah, if you're trying to get away from all that stuff, just stay self conscious as you're speaking. And at any point, if you ever go, uh, then just kind of like bite your tongue a little bit to remind yourself, I gotta stop doing that shit. So, and then once you start getting in that flow of things, you start getting in that habit. You can start thinking ahead what you want to say and then you won't be backtracking over yourself with your ums your uhs your butts your i don't knows or, or if stuff you're on like a podcast uh, have the other person be really obnoxious and hold up fingers every time you say one go ahead <laughs> uh where was i oh right you're at two so, so far valve has final say no matter what on what games are released on steam they recently you know had a green green light steam green light that's what it's called right I think that's what it's called. Greenlight, um, yes. Yeah, Steam Greenlight. So that basically, so anyone can submit their game on a Steam, and if it gets enough of like upvotes, basically, they release the game on Steam. So you don't have to be a huge publisher; you can be independent and still get your game released on the leading Correct. distribution platform on PC. Anyway, that opened up a whole new world of games for people on Steam, uh, specifically dating sims, uh, specifically. Japanese 
like erotic dating sims. Don't count the like. No, I counted. I'm counting your us. Oh, shit, I didn't mean to do two there. <laughs> yeah, you did like, <laughs> I didn't one even, at the beginning and then one at the end. I didn't even. I, I counted one. I didn't even notice I did two. <laughs> see, see, guys, Train Noobs podcast helps to be better at video games and also helps to be better at grammar too. <laughs> so, go ahead, go ahead. Well, now I'm thinking about it, so tell I'm doing about, it more because I'm thinking in my head, just screaming, "Don't say oh, don't say oh!" So of course, I'm going to say it a lot more now. Tell me about your your adults only rated anime boob right. touching game. Oh, so this is so great. So when Steam Greenlight first came out, obviously the first games coming out are going to be just riddled with nudity and sex and all this ridiculous stuff. The best um, stuff ever. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, Valve even said like Steam has never been a platform or source for distributing erotic content, and we uh, want to stay on that trend. So they were banning any games released on Steam where sex was like the main focus of the game. So not ca- like, for example, Witcher 3 has sex, nudity, and everything in that, but that was released because that wasn't what the game was built around. Yeah, it's also a minor part of the game, too. Exactly. The game doesn't focus on sex. And it's not graphic, either. I mean, I don't know all the sex scenes yeah. in The Witcher. Some boobs are out. There's Some boobs, butts, but I mean, they're not showing, like, you know, like, straight-up sex. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're correct. They, yeah. Okay. Uh, but a lot of these like dating sim games do like these visual novel games, I should call them. And so there's been sort of a push recently to because Valve has no problem with like over the top, just gratuitous violence uh, being released on Steam. Uh, to make a note, hatred came out recently on Steam, and that game is pretty graphic. Uh, I mean, it's honestly it, okay. The whole the whole hype about hatred is you play a serial murderer, you go around kill people. Yeah, I don't know but much that's, about it. That's pretty much it. it. That's the only depth to it. There's no depth to the game. Uh, after you get to that point, after you've gotten over slashing slashing your your millionth guy's throat, you're pretty much done. So the only reason that game sold well. It's because is Steam be- took it off the store because, initially. It's because of the hype behind it. People were always... It was all over the news sources. This gratuitous, violent game where yeah. you can go play as a serial murderer... I mean, they marketed that perfectly, sprees. I think. Yes, exactly. The, the, what sold their game was shock value. Now, what you said about this... I know you're not finished yet, but I yeah. just want to say really quickly... This game's focused on sex. You know what what the story is, right? Yeah. Okay, so you'll go into what the story is, but basically, this game's focused around sex... What sells besides murder? Sex does. If you get this out in the market and you get news places talking about this and you get Steam controversy and more shit like that, this game's going to sell just like Hatred did. Yeah. Now, that's all I wanted to say. Go ahead and carry yeah. it. Oh, no, no, it's, what it's you fine. Wanna... Uh, so Hatred was actually pulled off of Steam when it first came out on Greenlight for being too violent. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like to the point where it was over the top, where the main focus, the core of the game was centered around being violent for the sake of being violent. Yes, uh, and they use the same excuse for that game that they did for uh, the the visual novels, which was Steam is not an outlet for you know like this insane like gratuitous violence stuff, and we don't plan it ever will be. And since they are again a private company, they can say that and they can do whatever the hell they want. They don't have to cater to anyone if they don't want to. So they that, could technically they could technically take your whole library from you right now if they wanted to. Exactly, because you pretty much signed. Terms of service when you signed up, basically saying if at any point you're a dick, we can compromise your account and lock Absolutely. it down so you can't access anything. It's just the same way that people get banned, uh, vac banned when they're playing something like Counter Strike. 
Yeah. Um, and then they can they can't play multiplayer anymore. Yep. So. It, it sucks, but they can do what they want. It's their thing. That's mm-hmm. why they're not public. So the whole thing, like the whole double standard, you know, America thing of oh, they're fine with you know gratuities with the top of violence, but oh, don't show them a nipple, blah blah blah, is a is a huge thing here. Uh, yeah, like murder's okay, but you can't show boobs. Right. And Valve echoes that, or they echoed that uh, over through Steam by choosing not to release sexualized content uh, over their service. And again, it's mm-hmm. their prerogative if they want to do that, they can. How, why this game, Kindred Spirits on the Roof, is such a big deal, I said that really oddly, why it's such a big deal is because it's the first game centered around sex and has tons of nudity and stuff like that. I don't know if I would call it gratuitous or graphic, but it certainly has nudity in it. It's the first, anyway, it's the first game of those types where sex is the main focus that is uncensored and has approval to be released on Steam. There's no workarounds you have to do to put in different textures, like how the game should be and stuff like that. It's released full game on Steam, uncensored, and it's the first game that's ever done this. And it's huge because in the past, like I said, Valve has been pretty adamant about getting rid of any game that uses sex as a driving factor for the game. If, if it's press X to thrust, you know, they're banned. <laughs> um, yeah. they're, they're not going to let that happen. Uh, and so this is a huge thing because it shows a sort of uh, change um, in... Fuck, so many ums and uhs. I'm up to 13. <laughs> so you're keeping track now. I'm not, I haven't been keeping track. I stopped. I've it, been nice. It shows... Uh, this sort of change, fuck, 14, a change in mindset now from people being more accepting of this whole sexualized side of games. You know, they're not just for kids anymore. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, like I said, some huge titles actually have been banned taken off of Steam, and this is the first one that actually is going to be staying for now. And when you hear the story of this game, which I'll describe in a, which I'll describe in a second, uh, you, you, you'll... You'll be understanding what's, why people. What's the story? It. What's the story behind the game? Let me <clears throat> get your narrator voice. <laughs> a long time ago, <laughs> once upon a midnight dreary, one night weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of visual novels. You <laughs> should read this in Beckett Kane's voice. <laughs> While I nodded and nearly napping, suddenly there came a fapping as of someone gently tapping, tapping at my chamber door, if you know what I mean. I'm not going <laughs> to recite the raven. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kindred Spirits on the Roof uh, takes place in, I'm not sure what school it is. If it's like high school or like a university. It's probably a high school. It probably it's is a high school. school. It's a Japanese Japan. visual novel. It's probably a high school. It's always a high school, yes. It involves two ghosts that died. <laughs> God damn it! I can't believe I'm about to say this all this out loud. I'm not even reading. I'm paraphrasing. I'm putting this into my own words. That's why I feel so ashamed. It's like because you know this is coming from my brain. <sighs> I okay. I don't. I knew nothing about this game before we recorded this podcast. Like an hour before we recorded, it, I read up on this game and the whole history of visual novels on Steam. God I'm glad damn. you read it because I didn't want to. I just read the title and I'm like, all right, well. We have to talk about this. It's why I'm glad I have a house to myself. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Lots of uncensored screenshots that I didn't want to look at. <clears throat> that to me later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it pasted or, or copied already on my clipboard. Anyway, 
So it takes place in a high school. Two ghosts who... I can't believe they're going to say this. Who died before losing their virginity find each other in the school. Two uh, ghosts, so two spirits, two kindred spirits, uh, perhaps on the roof of the building. Who knows? He, it could be anything. Maybe that's where they get it on. I don't know. Possible spoilers? I have no idea. Never played the game. Probably never will. Now I might. I'm kind of intrigued to listen to the story. I would have right, stopped so fidgeting. If, 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 anybody, if anybody doesn't pay attention to the video podcast... No, they can what hear ended, that shit. <laughs> yeah, what, what you probably just heard was Chris throwing his water bottle across the room. Oh, because, shit, did I have anything in it? No, thank God. <laughs> because what he tends to do is... I fidget. Uh, he sits there and he'll fidget with things. Like, he has a Rubik's Cube he'll sit there and fidget with that is hopefully not in front of his computer. It is. I'm not going to get it, though. <laughs> uh, I also bought him uh, a butterfly knife so he could sit there and fidget with that, that too. That is over there. I do have that, like an arm's reach too. <laughs> but basically, he's he's known to fidget with things. So if you if you hear in the background just stuff going on, it's probably him playing with things. Playing. With I apologize. Some I object. I'm not thinking about it when I do it. I can't help it. All right, finish your finish your finish Fuck. your story. Okay, let's get about? the story out of the way. Two two ghosts um, died before losing their virginity. They find each other in this school in the spirit realm or whatever the fuck. They find each other as being the only two ghosts here. Uh, and they're also both female, by the way. That's actually important because apparently in this whole visual nova, novel genre, uh, there's a term called yuri, which is basically a genre involving love between women in, in manga, anime, and related Japanese media. The focus it's is super, on the sexual or emotional aspects of the relationship. So it's lesbian sex. It's super sexy lesbian ghost sex. Yeah, that's the, so they spe- the entire game is centered around them trying to find. <laughs> Corporeal, like humans, like alive people that aren't ghosts, convince them to like let them possess them or something, so that they could have sex with each other before they can move on to their next life. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, that makes me both want to never go anywhere near this game or genre, and it makes at the same time it makes me really want to play this game. Anyway, so you're just hearing that as the. the the story, the plot, is that they want to have sex with each other. Let's try to figure out how. You can see why maybe that would be Valve saying, oh, this is inappropriate, or why it's a big deal that they're actually releasing this uncensored mm-hmm. on Steam. And yes, they show sex in it if you care about that. Alright, well, we since we're actually getting kind of dangerously close towards the end, uh, we got about 10, 20 <laughs> minutes left. There's two things I wanted to cover before we finished. Uh, really quickly, did you happen to see the whole Jimmy Kimmel stuff? Did you watch all those videos that I sent you? I, uh, I, I read the article. I didn't watch the videos, okay. and there was not much content in the article. So essentially, what ended up happening for those that are unfamiliar, uh, Jimmy Kimmel on his sh- late night show, what he ended up doing was he found out that uh, YouTube Gaming was being released. Uh, now I, we covered YouTube Gaming a little while ago. Uh, when I had Mike on the podcast, or when I had Mike on the podcast, when Mike was here, we covered you, the YouTube gaming you thing. So basically, <clears throat> um, what Jimmy Kimmel did was he was on stage and he basically was calling YouTube gaming uh, people that watch that a waste of time because why would you watch somebody else play a game? I mean, does he not know you about Twitch? Play a game? I guess. So he did. I don't know. Uh, but then he goes on to to make fun of it. He made a a really quick um, video about watching the person watching the game 
be played. And then watching that person watch the other person watch the other person. Then eventually God watching everybody. You know what? So you I can bet watch you God he's a watching fan. Everybody else. Uh, he is. He watches football. Hypocrite. Just saying. But <clears throat> so this caused a huge, great deal of outcry, and gamers reacted how you expect gamers to react, uh, mostly with threats, death threats, and and stuff like that. Me personally, I I giggled at the at the the parody. Like it was just meant to be. It was just a little jab. Whatever. I mean, the dude's allowed to fucking say it. He's got his own talk show. If he wants to do that shit, do that shit. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It doesn't affect me in any way. There's no reason for me to be upset. So, <clears throat> gamers reacted with all his violence and and death threats and stuff. And he basically in two more follow up videos after he released that one, which by the way got I think it's over one hundred one hundred thousand dislikes on that one video um he released two reaction videos the the night the following night and the night after that um of of reading off some of those death threats and words and stuff basically stuff ranging from just get cancer that's all uh it's it's to the point (laughs) to somebody basically saying uh he needs to go kill himself with uh piece of bacon but then they were afraid that he'd eat that uh and huh. then they they beat around the bush kind of calling him fat and at the end they go you know what we're just gonna tell it to you straight you're fat i'd sugarcoat it for you but you'd probably eat that too uh which was a pretty funny comment so <laughs> so if you have if you have a chance go watch those videos that he posted there's some really fucking funny comments in those uh, I'll link them to you after we're about the podcast. They're actually really good. But after after the last one he made, so he said, I, maybe I'll contact some, some people that do the streaming stuff and I'll talk with them and see if I'm missing out on something and maybe they can enlighten me, maybe open up my eyes to what I've been missing out on. And the next following video that he released, the next night, he met up with Markiplier and uh, Mrs. May, I think is her name. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel did? Yes. Okay. Uh, met up with both of them, and then they sat down. And they showed him some some videos. They they had they had him sit down on the couch and watch some videos of people playing games to see if they can get any kind of reaction out of them. And of course, Jimmy Kimmel's making fun of it the whole time, uh, not really paying much attention. But I mean, that's what he's supposed to do. He's an entertainer. Yeah, I mean, I- dismiss it before you experience it i mean of course yeah. it's, it's going to be self-fulfilling at that point and people people try relating it to you if why watch football on tv if you can go out and play football because his argument was why watch people play video games when you could just play video games right which is a valid argument sure but if you're not if you don't know people watch streamers for various reasons people watch streamers to be entertained people watch streamers because of the fact that they can't afford the latest game, they want to see if it's any good before they before they buy it, or they just like watching the person stream. Yeah, personalities are sometimes more entertaining than the game itself. Exactly. So that's that's the whole part of the whole selling point behind streams. But apparently, he couldn't grasp that. He didn't see the value in it. Uh, so I mean, not to mention the international. Yeah, that. The league stuff. That was yeah. another thing, too. You watch people because they're professionals. They're right. really good at the fucking game. I mean, there's game. $24 million on the line. You're going to want to watch it regardless. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money. So with him making fun of it and teasing it and stuff, I, I showed Kayla this without any kind of uh, preference before I started playing the video. 
After I played the first video where he made fun of YouTube gaming with the person watching, the person watching, person watching, blah, blah, blah. After I showed her that, she was, like, really upset. And I'm like, why? You, like, I, I wasn't upset when I first watched it. I giggled a little bit. It was a little humorous, but whatever. He's an entertainer. It's his job. After I showed it to her, she had this bit of rage that she didn't understand. What the funny fuck bone. was that? I hit my bone. I'm funny bone again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm well, sorry, people listening. That probably was loud. Um, but she, after I started showing her the insults coming in, she was laughing her ass off because these people were making up some really good insults. Obviously, some of them are misspelled, aren't worded correctly, whatever. Basically, one guy saying, if you are on life support, this is his exact quote. If you were on life support, I would plug it out and charge my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so that was written by somebody that doesn't know how to properly word a sentence correctly or just to somebody that speaks English. But it's still pretty good. I mean, this like, is all I, the stuff. Yeah, these are all the quotes and stuff that came behind all of Jimmy Kimmel's um, mis understanding behind the whole thing so but after markiplier and uh miss missy may i think that's her name i can't remember what her name is after they sat down and talked to them a little bit they had him play a game and essentially record a let's play and oh, they put smart. they they put the camera on there of him playing rocket league on a couch with markiplier missy may and uh Jimmy Kimmel sitting there on the couch. They put it right in the middle of the screen. Not in the middle, but like towards the middle of the screen in the, at the top. So, like, right. And if you're watching Rocket League, right where the scoreboard would be. Okay. I think maybe it was right below the scoreboard. So you can see, whatever. He was playing and he's like, oh man, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it, the commentary he does is pretty funny because um, he doesn't, he has no idea what he's doing. Rocket he's League's completely a great terrible. Game for that too. And Missy May was playing with them. They were on the same team. They were playing against computer, and the computer ended up going four and zero against them. <laughs> wow! And uh, basically, at the end, Jimmy Kimmel's like, "Man, I thought I did pretty good. We win." Looked at Markiplier. Markiplier looked at the scoreboard and goes, "Yeah, yeah, we did." <laughs> and then he he just kind of like turns over to the camera, and goes, <laughs> "Mouse, like what? What is he thinking?" And then uh, after that whole thing he's like jimmy kimmel goes can i actually do you think i can do this professionally i could i could just quit what i do now and then play video games both markiplier and missy may looked at him and go no no you're you're completely terrible <laughs> and broke the cold hard truth to him but the point behind it is the fact that he actually tried it which i have to admit that was more than i was expecting i yeah, was expecting sure. him just to brush it off and say it's just kids being kids Whatever. Respect for that. Kudos. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's what's even better than that. Now, this is completely different. Is Conan? Conan goes out and has has a series where he plays video games. Yeah. What's what's Um, that one called? Clueless Gamer. Yeah, yeah. He does one where he plays. Uh, what is it? Tomb Raider. Yeah. And he kept sliding down this like water slide. Oh yeah, that kept getting impaled and didn't figure out. Couldn't figure out why. The worst death to see over and over again, mind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just got it just got worse and worse and worse. But I mean, that was that was the general reaction behind the Jimmy Kimmel thing. Now, like I said, personally, I'm not affected by it. It didn't bother me at all. I'm an adult, um, a little bit at least. Are you implying Kayla isn't? 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's not human either. Oh, man. Now, I wasn't affected by it at all. It was a joke. It was supposed to be written off as a joke and just dismissed. If it doesn't bother you, if it's not harming you in any way, there's really no reason to be outraged by it. If it doesn't affect you in any way, et cetera, et cetera. So, all that being said, how would you react to that situation? You see somebody ragging on what you enjoy doing, say watching a StarCraft II tournament or something, and and just misunderstanding it completely and missing the mark. Um, would I you mean, try to enlighten them or just I, I mean, I, I would, for StarCraft or Rocket League, or for if it's if I'm watching a tournament and someone's like, you know, wow, three filler words in a row. Like, you know, yeah. uh, anyway, if someone is criticizing me or making fun of me for watching a game and I'm watching a tournament, then I'll make the obvious comparison to watching sports. You know, money's on the line. It mm-hmm. makes it more entertaining. There's drama. There's a story, a narrative. It's entertaining and fun to watch. Yeah. For me, I'm a huge fan of uh, Giant Bomb. Giant Bomb is a purely personality-driven website. I mean, they do video games and stuff, sure, but I mean, it's mostly the people that you watch it for. Yeah. Well, especially when they make a fucking podcast that's three hours long. I mean, I wouldn't watch a four-hour Mario Party game if the people playing it were entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I've watched five of those from them now. Yeah. It, it, I'm watching it for the entertainment factor of the people playing it and interacting. Them interacting with the game world and their personal reactions. It, it makes it for a different experience. It's a whole new viewpoint on so many things just by watching someone play a game. For example, if I... Let's, let's do a callback. If I'm playing Metal Gear Solid Five and I go through a mission my way, uh, which is, say, pure stealth, no kills type of thing, no alerts, I don't want to do any of that. It's That's how I would play the game. But then I would watch you play it and you go around shooting everybody in the face. It's well, just because you saw that one scene, okay? No, no, I'm just saying in general because you're here. That's, that's oh, actually, shit. that's what ends up happening actually a lot of times is I go through stealth games and I plan to make them purely stealth and then somebody sees me, I'm like, everybody has to die now! Exactly. So that's entertaining because it's a polar opposite of what I would do. And yeah. and you're sitting there reacting to everybody freaking out and you just blowing everybody up. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's a whole different lookout or look on... Outlook. Outlook. Thank you. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outlook on... That's why I'm here. On the world, essentially. I mean, you learn a lot about people watching them play video games, in my opinion. And that's entertaining for me. And now, of course, that'll be different for other people. They might just be there for the game content. They might just be there for the person, not both. Uh, They could be there for a whole lot of reasons. But the point is that people are being entertained by this so much so that Amazon bought Twitch for $2 billion. It's it's a huge thing out there. And you shouldn't be upset by it because Amazon has $2 billion that would say otherwise. You should be entertained by it. They wouldn't make that purchase if if you shouldn't be. You know, YouTube launch, YouTube gaming, that's a huge thing for them to do. YouTube's owned yeah. by Google. Google is a huge fucking company. This they wouldn't launch that if this wasn't a sure thing. Yeah, for well, for sure. I mean, that's you think about it. That's one of their top most viewed videos on YouTube is gaming content. Yeah. Maybe maybe not the top. Maybe the top is music stuff. I, I actually think it is their like top artists, like consistent viewership. But those two things are at the top of. YouTube's charts for sure. Gaming content and music; yeah. those are the two things. So, uh, uh, let me actually answer your question real fast. It'll take me like one second, I promise. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for me personally, I didn't get worked up about it because one, I just learned about it, and two, I don't need someone else to tell me whether or not I find something entertaining. 
And I think everybody should follow that ideal, the idea. Fucking hell, man. If, if, if. I think what you're looking for is ideology. Thank you so much. That was bothering me. <sighs> Everyone should follow the ideology. If I'm watching something and I'm entertained by it, it's fuck you to tell me otherwise, you know? I, mm-hmm. Who are you to say anything else? So it doesn't affect me in any way, but the reactions and everything were really funny. And the fact that he actually tried it and gave it a shot, like a fair shot. Yeah. You know, he he opened his mind. He tried something. He he maybe understands now. Maybe he doesn't understand the draw behind it anymore. But And it wasn't just random people he picked up, too. He was, it was yeah, two it was of the huge. top YouTube gaming celebrities yeah, exactly. that he pulled in to Maker. Well, actually, they pulled him into Maker Studios and basically said, sit down. We'll teach you a little bit. Yeah, and, so, and obviously they, they may have cut out a lot of the parts where he may have said he enjoyed it or something like that. That's the, that's the sad thing about that is they may have edited out some parts that would shed a different light on Jimmy Kimmel and make him not look like a dick. I, I but, suppose, but if he was like that the whole time, I'm sure the overall atmosphere would have been a lot different than if he was... He's a, he's a TV personality in the same way that... Uh, what, what's his name? Markiplier? Is a, is a yeah. YouTube gaming personality. Correct. They're on, you know, equal ground when it comes to being a personality for entertainment in, in that regard. So, you, people should not get worked up over someone else telling them they don't like the thing that they like. I think that's silly to be worked up over it. Yeah, so you basically, you basically countered uh, both, both of my questions. Uh, well, actually, I only had the one, but you, you added on with it, with the, how the, you think that the, uh, audience watching Jimmy Kimmel's content should have reacted instead of uh, just how you thought about what Jimmy Kimmel did. We have to remember, which, too, he has an audience too. to market, a demographic that he's trying to market yeah. to. You know, so all, all the old people, you know, all the 60, 70-year-old people are going to find that hilarious that he's making fun of all these, you know, nerdy young kids watching people watch video games. Yeah. And so, sure, I mean, he's, I'm sure he's hilarious to those people and those people think it's the stupidest thing in the world. And, you know, again, that's their own thing. Who am I to tell them what's entertaining to them or not? Uh, it goes both ways. And so, I, again, he's for his demographic, I'm sure that was hilarious. But since... And I, I hate to uh, label myself as a gamer, despite the fact that I sure am, but I, the connotation behind that word now is so different. Mm-hmm. But um, the gaming audience as, on, as a whole is really aggressive. Uh, and, and we'll just say the you know nastiest things with no regard for what it might actually mean. So because of that, I, I think that the that the um that oh, fuck the reaction to it, the outrage from it, yeah was probably blown a bit out of proportion because you know the gaming audience is a huge vocal minority when it comes to being aggressive and nasty and mean and all that. Yeah, well you gotta imagine too all everybody that reacted to it too may have been only a slight, slight portion of the gaming community. Right. And the people so. like you who thought it was funny or didn't care, they're not going to say anything. So, of course, you're not yeah, going to hear I, their I side. Wrote it off. I wrote it off as the lame joke that it was. And exactly. he tried to make a couple more jokes in the same thing. And I was like, You know, the five whole whatever. people who are upset are going to be the ones shouting. So, yeah, yeah that's that. Well, did you, uh, moving on to the last thing that I wanted to cover. Now, obviously, in this one, Mike's not here, so no Hearthstone discussion this week. Uh, but there is one last thing that I did want to discuss. Um, actually, we may go into further detail on a further podcast. 
as to how we feel about this type of system in general. Uh, but this is pre-orders. Um, do, Deus Ex finally announced that the new Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Square Enix finally decided or announced uh, what their pre-order plan is going to be for this game. And they're calling it the Augment Your Pre-order Package, I guess. Now, essentially, what this is, how this is going to work is it's broken into tiers. It's on a global scale as well. So, if the whole world pre- starts pre-ordering Deus Ex, the new Deus Ex, they start unlocking more things as they pre-order more. Starting at Tier 1, which is already unlocked. Now, Tier 1 basically comes with different skins for Adam Jensen. That's it. That's Tier 1. When they get to Tier 2, they get a digital OST sampler and, and a digital art book. Now, I don't know if this is in-game. I'm assuming it's digital uh, by meaning that it's actually something that you could download and keep on your uh, uh, your computer and go over at your own leisure, or leisure, as you like to call. And then as you go on to that, Tier 3 is an extra mission. Tier 4 is a digital comic book and novella. Okay. Um, assuming that's a novel. I don't even know what the fucking actual it's, word It's a short story is. based off of uh, content that's already in existence, basically. So it's like like a short spin-off story uh, in the Deus Ex universe, maybe following the main character, maybe not. It, it could be a lot of different things. Uh, and then the last tier is four-day early release. So basically, if everybody in the world pre-orders this fucking game, you get four-day early release, uh, which is actually rather humorous. But the whole point behind this is it's a grouped pre-order bonus. Now, basically meaning if I'm pre-ordering the game, and I want the early release, I'm going to go around to everybody that I know and say, hey, you need to pre-order the new Deus Ex. Hey, you need to pre-order the new Deus Ex. And I just go around this and tell all my friends, everybody that I know, all the social media, you need to pre-order this game now because I want the four-day early early release. Or I could use it as a recruiting effort and basically say, hey, if you get it and you get it and you get it, we could all get four-day early release. And that might entice them to go over to their friends after they pre-order and get them to pre-order. So it's a whole scheme behind it to pre-order a pre-order tactic to get all these people to pre-order the game at once so they can unlock better uh, tiers or, on, on their pre-order content. Now, personally, that's pretty much the whole gist behind it. Square Enix basically brought this up, and, and this is their their way that they want to work this pre-order system. I personally think it's a scumbag move. Entirely, I hate pre-orders in general, uh, but that may just be me. Now, like I said, this might be some a topic we cover more in depth later as far as pre-orders go. Yeah, I can and talk how about we, forever about pre-orders. <laughs> how we feel about it. But really quickly, I just wanted to uh, ask you how you feel about this whole system. And personally, I think if they were to make it a tiered pre-order system on a personal level, I would care less. Because then if that person over there wants the four-day early access and wants to pre-order it that early or, or for that reason and put, say, each tier costs an extra $10 or something like that and they want to put that extra mo- that much extra money into it to get the four-day early release, they could do that if they want to. But by basically saying, hey, everybody needs to pre-order this now so I can get early access – is kind of a fucking scumbag move. So that's personally how I feel. What do you what do you what do you think about uh, this whole system? So so two big issues I have with it. One, and this is um, relating directly to just Deus Ex. Uh, 
if you want to unlock, if, if you're one of those people who loves pre-order bonuses and pre-ordering games, th- all right, good for you, uh, first of all. And second of all, if you want to get all the pre-order bonuses for this game, you have to buy it twice. Because some of these pre-order bonuses, despite them being the only thing on their tier, are restricted to only, say, GameStop or only Steam or only... Best Buy or something uh, Best like Buy, Exactly. And so if you want to get every bonus, you're going to have to buy the game two or three times. That's so fucking dumb. That's the stupidest fucking thing. Like, that just gets me so angry because one, the content's already existing, and two, you're, you're trying to trick people into buying multiple copies of your game. You're an idiot. Fuck you. And yeah. second, it's that knowing how uh, game releases and licensing works, that early release is going to happen regardless because they have to say ahead of time to uh, Microsoft, to Valve, to Sony, and he's, you know, whatever they're releasing this game on. They have to say ahead of time when the game's coming out because they have to update their servers. They have to be ready for the load on them. They have to prepare for it. They can't just say, oh, uh, it's four days earlier now. Go. That's not how that works. This yeah. date, this four day early date, if it releases on that date, was set in stone ages ago. And, I th- and the same thing happened with Portal 2 with an early release. And it just came out exactly on time anyway. So I think it's really dumb that that's an incentive when it's fake to begin with. The well, there may, be, four days early. there may be a cutoff. Saying you have to have your pre-order in by this by X time, you know, a week before our the you know the tiers lock a week before uh, the game releases or something like that. They may do something like that so they can accommodate for the server load and everything. So that part I kind of disagree with, but I I still think that it's just a shitty system overall. It really is. It's price gouging galore. It's ridiculous. A terrible practice, and I really hope that it does not become a trend. I think pre-order bonuses at all are dumb. I think yeah. DLC in general, I don't really care for DLC, but if it's done right, I'm okay with it. Like, uh, I know we're running over on this episode a little bit, but what I can elaborate on a little bit more is I know you're pumped about it and I'm pumped about it is the Dead Island, or not Dead Island, um, Dying Light DLC that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, exciting. Basically, that whole zone that they're releasing in that one DLC is supposed to be bigger than the whole base game. And. They're releasing it as DLC. That's DLC that I can agree with. It's this fine. Is, it adds uh, so much content. It's an expansion pack when expansion packs were still a thing in 2003 yeah, and 4. exactly. And I'm completely fine with that. It's so much content. It's new stuff. It's changing the way the game plays. If that's what you want as your DLC, I'd be more than happy to pay for it. Yeah. But if it's horse like, armor, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to Skyrim. <laughs> But uh, if it's like if if it's like this, oh yeah, if it's like this, then it's not being done right cuz stuff like this can be a can be DLC. Obviously not the early release can't be, but but the extra mission can be, the skins can be, the art book, the the OST, the right. comic book, exactly. the novel. All that stuff can be DLC that you pay for separately, but they release it as a pre-order bonus plus all the different skins like you said you have to go around all these different locations to get it. And buy multiple different copies of the game. Yeah. It's just a, a scumbag way of doing business. And personally, like I said, if you're releasing DLC and your DLC's reasonable, another example of reasonable DLC is Rocket League DLC that just came out recently. $5 got you two extra cars and a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Plus, they also released a new map at the same time that was completely free and have to buy the DLC for. If you do stuff like that and you make DLC reasonable, I'll buy the shit out of it if your game's good. But if you do something like this, this is only going to promote people to go out and pirate your game. Because I went... Look at Evolve. I, yeah. That's another one, too. That's another good example with a, a, a horrible DLC model. But this one, I looked up... 
I really quickly, I looked up this video, DS, DSX Mankind have divided the Augment Your Pre-Order announcement video on YouTube. I looked it up. On top of all the dislikes it's gotten, people just spamming comments with like, thanks for letting me pirate your game because they don't want to buy it now. You're I, just I ruining your sales. Yeah. The only way so, you can voice it is with your wallet and they're doing just that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what was your, you had another example? Oh, no, I was, I, I brought up Evolve, uh, had terrible DLC practices as well, and that game bombed so hard to the point where it hasn't even been out for a full year yet, and it's already only $20 on Steam as of this weekend, this Labor Day mm-hmm. weekend, $4 on, or $20 on Steam, and actually is free this entire weekend to play. Um, but yeah, yeah no, that game they, bombed hard. Uh, aren't they having like all, all DLC free this weekend? I, I mean, they should. I think that's what they're doing, I heard. Well, okay, for, for example, <clears throat> in case anybody wasn't aware, when Evolve came out, they were at an all-time peak of 27,000 players. They have on like PC, 300 on, now. <laughs> on PC. <clears throat> what it was, uh, let's see here, on the 3rd, this was at, before it went free-to-play for the weekend. Uh, they were at a low of like, what does it look like, 178 <laughs> players. Jesus Christ! Oh That's God. what they were at before the free weekend. After they announced the free weekend and it was released as fr- as air quotes for free the weekend for this weekend, it started slowly rising and now uh, at peak today it was at about six thousand people. But oh, wow. that's only and I'm then now free too. And now it's steadily going back down. Now they're only at four four thousand people. Yeah, and uh, that uh, just real fast. If you are looking to buy Evolve and you're thinking twenty dollars, what a steal! I'm going to get it this weekend. I I would say if you can hold off until the winter sale on Steam because if it's twenty dollars now and there's not even a special sale, it's probably going to be even cheaper then. So if you can wait, uh, wait for that to buy it. Personally, I think the cutoff on buying Evolve would be about ten dollars. I think that's all the game's worth. It's very pretty. It's kind of fun for the first couple hours if you're playing with some friends. If you're not playing with some friends, it gets old real fast because everything is the same thing. It's just a different monster, and it's hide-and-go-seek. It's, 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 it's yeah, I could talk about how that game is for hours, but that's its own thing. So. <laughs> yep. We did, we did run over about seven minutes uh, over our actual average time of I apologize. or an hour 30. I can be long-winded it's not, sometimes. It's not your fault, but we did have a lot of gaming history between the two of us that we had to get out on the open. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and I did want to talk about a little bit. Uh, we covered all the topics we wanted to talk about. Like I said, this was a test without the show notes. So if you if you liked it, please let me know. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at uh, its nerves with Z's because I'm edgy. Uh, <laughs> you could follow Chris over on his Twitch channel, which would be it's a Twitch.tv/slash Sir Hall S I R H A L L because I'm terrible with names and that's all I could think of. Uh, and he does he does stream occasionally only when he feels like he's just playing a game for no reason. If I had some viewers, I would stream all the time. Uh, right? I think everybody <laughs> would, sir. Uh, right now, I just I, I started streaming again because I have nothing to do. So I, I you know it's the unemployment stream. Uh, Chris's unemployment stream. <laughs> so come watch uh, <laughs> uh, 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 a depressed twenty two year old kid in a house by himself play games all day <laughs> and slowly go insane. It'll be fun. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Sir Hall. Uh, follow me on there. <laughs> I, um, I do extra life every year, except for this year for uh, other reasons. I'll do it next year if you like that stuff. 
24 hours straight of gaming, I go crazy because it's a long time to play games. I may be able to convince Chris to come play uh, Extra Life if we do it on one channel. Um, maybe alternate hours. I think I would enjoy doing Extra Life this year. Uh, if Mike's available, I'm sure he wouldn't mind doing it either. I'll do it for um, sure next year, probably, unless uh, unforeseen circumstances come up. But yeah. this year, I, I don't know if I'll have the time commitment, like the free time to be able to do it, said so, the unemployed guy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's going to pretty much cover it for us today, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Episode 10 of Train Noobs. You can check us out at traindoobs.com. Email us at uh, traindoobs at gmail.com. GMG. Follow us. What? GMG. Just uh, <laughs> <yeah>. reminder. <laughs> you can, uh, if you'd like to, follow us on Twitter. It's at traindoobs. Um we have a Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash train noobs. Oh, shit. Basically, everything's on train noobs. If you're really lazy, you could type T noobs in your address bar. It'll take you to our website. Basically, all the relevant links are going to be on there. Uh, scroll down to the very bottom. You'll find all that shit. And uh, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. Obviously, Mike's not here, so I will say it for him. Mike, or Mike, god damn it. Chris, do you have any closing statements you'd um, like to get out? Thank you for having me on here. And I, I'd like to be back sometime in the future, hopefully, if you guys will have me. If not, right, that's, that's cool, too. But, you know, thanks for having me. I'll think about it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode 10. Bye. Later, noobs. Thank you for listening to the Train Noobs podcast. Visit us at trainnoobs.com, where you can find links for all of our social media. Join us again next time, and have a pleasant day.